Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar. And this season, we are talking about marriage. Do you remember your marriage vows? Every ceremony, depending on the faith background, probably went something like this. I take you to be my lawfully wedded spouse, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part. According to God's holy ordinance, I pledge thee my faith. And each episode, we'll be breaking down each portion of those vows with our guests. And today we are talking about for better or worse. Our guests today are Pastor Dallas and Shelby Cox. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Tell the audience a little bit about yourselves. How long have you been married? How many kids do you have? Uh, We've been married 14 years. We have three kids. Uh, One is 12. She just turned 12, Kennedy, our oldest. And then we have twins that are seven, and they are named... Logan and Riley. I was just testing you. you (laughs) Don't ask me the birth dates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But we've known each other um, for for many, many years. I mean, we've been married 14 years, dating 15 years, but we've known each other for almost 25 years. Mm -hmm. So I love to ask this question of our couples. Mm -hmm. When was it that you knew this was the one? When was that moment that you saw each other and you were like, this is it? Uh, When Shelby got a haircut. (laughs) So, um, she's been, we weren't even dating We're even dating. Um, and I just know Shelby was my friend. We did ministry together. We were in an internship together and, um, she got a haircut and I go, and I never looked at her that way before. I guess I wouldn't know that you're the one it was. So that's, I, I did answer your question. Right. But I, I knew that'd be funny. Um, <laughs> honestly, we went on a date and it was the best date I've ever been on because, we sat down and we, it was like- We had a business meeting. We really did. Mm. We talked about just boundaries and things that we want to make sure that we're doing and not doing in a relationship. And, and like, we didn't write it down, but it was we like might a, as verbal, well have. a verbal contract. <laughs> you know, we wanted to make sure that purity was a necessity in our relationship. We wanted to make sure that um, time apart in a way was, was a necessity and, and all these certain things and just agreed on it. And so it was a good date, and then I dropped her off. And honestly, after that date, I, I remember getting in my car going, I could marry that girl right now. Mm. Like right now I could marry her. And, and I, But I was very strategic. I was like, I don't want to just, I want to be very intentional of everything I do. Mm-hmm. And so I did not tell her I loved her for six months. Mm. But I was very strategic on expressing my affection for her without saying I love you. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say things like, you know, um, you know, I really liked how you said that, you know. Um, you know, certain little things without saying, which is hard because even right now I'm trying to give an example and I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to say, I love the way you said that. I mm-hmm. love that, you know, but I didn't want to just throw that word around like it was, you know, nothing. And mm-hmm. so I waited. And so it, it's honestly, it's it's been, um, I think it's a good marriage because we really was very intentional about our, the beginning of our relationship. Right, mm-hmm. right. That, so. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shelby? Um, I don't think I have a specific day that I can remember when I knew because we had, when we started our relationship, we had both come out of not good relationships. So going into our first date, it was super comfortable to know that we were able to like, like I went in going like, okay, I've got no skin in the game right here. So I'm just going to lay it out on the table and say, look, this is, this is how it's going to be. Wow. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. If you need to walk away, all right, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You know, nobody gets hurt here. Yeah. Um, so I, it took me, it took me a minute to figure out, like I knew 
I remember saying to a friend before he and I ever started dating, we were just friends, we were interns, and I remember saying to her one night as we were cleaning up from um, from youth, I looked at her and I said, someone's going to be, like, whoever he marries is going to be a really lucky girl. Uh. <laughs> so, I mean, I knew there was something about him. Right. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he was planting seeds all right, along. Right. But <laughs> seeds of love. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think I really allowed myself to settle into mm. that. Yes. Until after, like, we were comfortable with, t- like, until after I was like, yeah, I, I do love you. I, I yeah. am in love with you. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. Same thing. I She was a great friend of mine, but I thought she liked someone else. Mm. But I was in my head, I was like, as long as I could stay her friend. I'd be fine with that. And so I had a moment like that where I, I was like, it would be great to to date Shelby, but I think I'm out of her league. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm just not, I'm not up to her standard. And so, and, uh, and then I guess I was. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. I love that there was a friendship that was formed that was valued uh, to start out. Like, that's the best foundation for any relationship mm-hmm. yeah. is, are we friends? Do we care about each other beyond you know, or before what the beyond might be. Like, even if mm-hmm. I'm hoping for that, that really this friendship is most valuable to me. But then second, just your honesty and transparency. And all right, let's let's make the list of here are the things that are most important yeah. to us. Um, and without with that investment initially, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm just going to be honest about who I am and what I need. And here are my faults, but mm-hmm. here are my strengths. And yeah. really being able to say, okay, like I am f- fully entering into this with the full knowledge, or at least as much as we've been able to uh, share. I think that really speaks into the topic we're talking about today, mm-hmm. the, the for better or for worse. I think a lot of times couples come into a marriage and you're so excited about like all of the things you imagine, but then you get really wrapped up in like the event, like the wedding itself, yes. that we don't have those <laughs> deeper conversations conversations the real like kind of accounting of like let's let's lay it all out let's get our lists out and mm-hmm. put them side by side and then really make a decision where like you I think you dug your heels in then yeah. and that you said uh this is this I agree to all of these things as they stand today mm-hmm. yeah correct not that you don't hope for or plan for improvement and growing together and better. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. we want to see growth in our lives. But as you are today, how I see you plainly, um, I, I think in scriptures, you know, that like Adam and Eve saw each other and they were naked. Like yes. I am fully trans, uh, transparent with you, yeah. uh, body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I know that um, sometimes we don't do that because we don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't do that because, you know, there's like, uh, the saying that uh, we sometimes keep 2% kind of yes. hidden. Like, I don't think it'll really affect, and I really don't want to talk about it. I haven't actually worked on it. And then in those pressure points, and we all have those pressure points, the yeah. obstacles, the unexpected situations that now we really, like whether you wanted to or not, you see each other plainly. And, and that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. In those times where you are under pressure, you have some challenge or some struggle, um, what is it that makes a couple pull together and support each other and grow through that moment? And what makes them pull away or isolate themselves, keeping their thoughts and feelings in um, and making it worse rather than making it through the four worse that we're facing today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say it's a couple things. One, I would say that um, if you're going to go into a marriage 
you you really need to go into with the mindset that divorce isn't an option. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where help with intentionality with us is, um, sh- you know, Shelby comes from a family where divorce isn't an option. I I want to say for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. come from a family where divorce was definitely an option. Mm-hmm. And to the point where there were family members who would tell me, you can't say that. And I say, yeah, I can't say that. But you can't, but it's true. You can't just say that. Mm-hmm. You have to set things up to uh, make sure that you can fall through on it. And so I think for us, uh, I started to define our relationship as a partnership. Mm-hmm. That, you know, when you're partners in something, you get to celebrate together in success, but you also need to figure out together in the in the bad times too and in, in the down times. And so um, I think what's helped with us is balancing in the tough times to, um, you know, be alone, but also come together. You know, because sometimes when things get bad, it's 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 natural to want to retreat mm-hmm. and let me figure it out. And it's not a me anymore; it's a right. we lifestyle. Yes. And so we have to figure this out. And so when it comes to everything, I mean, we've had good. I mean, we've had times with finances mm-hmm. in the beginning. Uh, we had we had issues with um, you know moving and uh, uh, settling um, with a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch of things that we, we've we gone through and it, it was interesting what we did through all of those things where we kind of just said, okay, it's, um, we need to get through this, this, you know, the good and, you know, through a better or for worse, we need to get through the worst together, not alone. Yeah. I, you took the words right out of my mouth from so, the get go. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yep. I mean, our, our engagement was another business meeting of like, okay, we're going to, we're going to take this step into, you know, a bigger relationship. We've got to put some, you know, some guidelines, like this is not an option. Divorce is not an option. Like, it's surprising uh, to me that that's not, um, I grew up similarly, right, in a faith filled home where that wasn't an option. It just, it wasn't even something we fathom. But I know that's not true Mm -hmm. for a lot of uh, individuals because your experience has shown to you uh, that this is what you do Mm -hmm. when things don't work out. Um, (laughs) You know, we'll even say stuff like, are you a glutton for punishment? (laughs) You know, we'll like make statements like that, that really, and and then if you're looking, you can find, uh, people who will reinforce that belief or that fear mm-hmm. um, or or maybe, uh, you know, that decision that you've actually made. And so to say from the get-go, well, divorce is not an option. It may seem silly, especially when, you know, you're so in love and you're just starting out mm-hmm. and everything's going to be perfect and unicorns and rainbows, right? Yeah, yeah. And then something hard comes. It's a shocker to hear mm-hmm. for someone who grew up in a household that divorce wasn't an option that that's a possibility mm-hmm. be only because, not because that person has given up on you, but because that has been a path that my brain goes, well, this is what grandma did and dad did and aunt did um, in this situation. So that must mean that this is where we're going as well. Mm-hmm. And really having to intentionally reset yes. that. So I love that you said that, Dallas, that that was your experience, but you yeah. had to reset that together mm-hmm. and make that a foundational, okay, when when things do get emotional, when they do get hard, mm-hmm. this is where we stand. This is home base mm-hmm. yes. for us. 
And, 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 and I guess that when I said partnership too, is as, as the man, you know, it's, it, we're, we're supposed to be the head of the house. And, and, and sometimes that what happens with that is sometimes we think because we're the man of the house or the head of the house and everything like that, that we can't be vulnerable mm. and we can't be real and honest. Mm. And so there's been times in the tough times where I've had to say to her, like, I, you know, I, I need prayer. I need help. I need space. I need I need guidance and, you know, I, whatever you can help me with, or, you know, what do you think? And, and so, um, you know, so that vulnerability to allow her to be there for me mm-hmm. and me to be there for her, yeah. uh, I think is really, really crucial. But again, yeah. I mean, so the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about, you know, the, the, the good and the bad is when we were pregnant with baby number two. So Kennedy mm-hmm. was what, three years old, maybe. Yeah. And the baby went 13 weeks. Mm-hmm. We went to the doctors and it was, you know, it was a heartbreak moment where they were doing the ultrasound and they're trying and trying and trying. And it's just like in a movie where they're like, no, just one second. And, right. and, and then they have to, she and they're finally, not telling you anything because no, they can't. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then she finally just slowly puts the, the mechanism down and just says, Hey, it, I can't find a heartbeat. And I think it's, you know, you may have had a miscarriage. And so we kind of kept it together in the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. We kept it together in the doctor's office. We kind of shake our head. And, and as we're done, we get in the car and we just both cried. Mm-hmm. Just bawled mm-hmm. in the car and individually. We didn't, I don't think we held each other or anything at the moment. No. We, and, and so we cried and we just mm-hmm. let it. And then there was a moment of, okay, now let's grieve together. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we grabbed hands. And so it's been that thing where it's like, you know, for me individually, I'm so heartbroken and I know, and she was so heartbroken, but mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, now that we cried mm-hmm. and we let it out and we, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's the thing too, is sometimes in tough times, they think you can't you hold it up. You gotta hold it together. Hold it yeah. together. For your spouse. Mm. You know, but I, the, one of the things I love about the Beatitudes and is, and I use this a lot is, Blessed are those who mourn for they'll be comforted. Right. So it's encouraged to mourn. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus, you know, we, we the, the shortest verse in the Bible is him weeping, mm-hmm. weeping for his lost friend. And right. so it's it's sometimes we think, no, we gotta be tough. It's like, no, sometimes you need to you need to cry. Right. And allow each other to cry and 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 have those moments of crying. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, then you can go, okay, let's. What do we need to do next? Yeah, I, I think the thing about that verse to me, it reminds me I can't be comforted until I'm born. Yes, and yeah. I tend to be one who bucks up, pulls up my bootstraps, and keeps moving. Mm-hmm. And and yet, I I hunger, I long for some comfort. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where some couples can run into some conflict, and that you're desiring this com- comfort, but you haven't opened up to. A mourning or a lament, really, because that's a corporate mourning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like where we put voice to these things that we're experiencing without fear that that's going to create fear in someone else or or that um, I'm not going to be the strong one. Anymore. It's an mm-hmm. agreement you've made with a role in mm-hmm. your marriage, right? That uh who told you you had to be the strong one? Maybe you had yeah. to be the strong one in your family of origin, mm-hmm. in your upbringing. You were the one who's designated as that. You took up that role and you did really well in it. And yet, does it still serve you now in your marriage? Yeah. Or does there need to be kind of a changing of our mind or a changing of our allegiance to 
who do I think I am in this marriage? And really, yes. who are we together? That often we don't have that conversation about, right? Like, here's what they call me at home. And we think, well, oh, I'm going to bring that into this marriage. And mm-hmm. your spouse is like, I don't need that from you. What mm-hmm. I need right now is for you to feel this with me. Yeah. Right? I don't need you to be strong right now. I don't need you to tell me how it's all going to be. I need you to just feel this with me so that I know that we have this bond and connection that you're empathetic and compassionate with and in tune, attuned to who I am and yeah. what I'm experiencing right mm-hmm. now. And that actually brings a strength mm-hmm. <laughs> in a roundabout way, right? But yeah. a deeper rooted strength that like I just, as I see you in my mind's eye in that car, I just see like roots kind of just sprouting um, in your marriage. Like, wow, what a foundation you built in that moment of grief together yeah. that probably prepared you for days to come. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. for sure. And yeah. I, I was going to let you kind of go, like the, the next thing came ahead was when the twins were born mm-hmm. because I feel like we yeah. did deal that different way. So uh, we did deal with that. Well, I, what I think actually happened was not that we dealt with it different in different ways, but I feel like, I feel like we, maybe this was God's grace in letting us grieve at um, certain points of grieving, certain, you know, like you go through stages of grieving, but we hit two separate stages at at once so Mm -hmm. that we weren't both hitting hard at the same time. Mm -hmm. We were both you know, yes. we were in different different places. So when we first found out Logan had Down syndrome, mm-hmm. I remember for him, it was a much heavier, weightier yes. experience. Like yeah. he was devastated in the in the instance of hearing like, like for him, it was the thought of my son will never do this. He'll never do this. Like he's going to live with us forever. And I for said that me, out loud. yeah. He's going to live with us forever. <laughs> I don't know why that <laughs> gave my mind, but yeah. But for me, I was like, hey, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to love him anyways. Mm-hmm, yeah. We're going to be just fine. So for me, I was in that moment for, oh, probably until, until we got home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's when it, it's kind of like it flipped. Then yeah. I was the one that was like, okay, now I'm feeling the heaviness. Now right. I'm feeling like now all of these things are settling into, you know, like, oh, he he might not do this. What if he doesn't do, you know, like mm-hmm. those started hitting me. Um, but he, since he had already gone through it, he right. was able to be there and support me. Yeah. And while he was going through that moment, I was able to be there and support him. And I think for us the entire time was we we always have been one to go to God. Yes. 100%. In every in every situation, yeah. it's always a, we've not ever been afraid to go to each other and say, I need you to pray for me for this because mm-hmm. I can't pray for it right now. That's like, I, but I need you to pray for me. Yeah. Um, She's been really good. Also, when things get seem to get tough and stressful, she'll go, we just, we need to pray. Mm. And it doesn't matter what we're doing. Like mm. we could be eating, we could be, we could be in the car. She'll just go, we need to pray. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, all right, like start praying yeah. kind of thing. And so I'll pray and then she'll pray. But but she's totally right with Logan. And even in the seven years, it it's never, it's like we've never been hit with grief at the same time. It's been mm-hmm. different stages. Cause like she said, you know, when I, when I grieved, I I grieved hard and I said things out loud and then I started believing like I I, I remember sending texts out to people and saying pray that they're wrong mm. and God convicted me and and told me no no I don't want you to pray that way you know pray um you know pray that uh, 
just don't settle on the diagnosis. Mm. And then that helped me. So when mm-hmm. she was grieving, I had this word that I felt like God put on her heart, don't settle, mm-hmm. you know, don't settle on this. And so I was like, babe, we're not settling on his diagnosis. I know this is tough, but we're not settling. And we got mm-hmm. to see some victories in that. Yeah. And we're believing for victories more. I mean, the yeah. newest one is potty training. Like yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're believing for that, you know? And so, um, but it is one of those things where it's we're really good at reminding ourselves of the promises that God has said to us, and yeah. and I think that's been really really great and very very helpful. And um, it's a little off topic. I mean, not off topic. It's off topic from Logan, but um, Shelby in grieving processes or just times of trouble has always been good to remind me to find scripture. And so I was, I was just telling the youth this uh, last week that the Bible has to be more than just something you carry around, but something you get into mm-hmm. because there's going to be scriptures that will remind you not to quit. And so there was a time I wanted to quit. I was done um, with just a ministry job we had. I was done and, and I was whining and complaining. And, and she goes, you need to go and you need to find a scripture that's going to get you through this. Mm-hmm. Because I can't help you anymore. And, well, and, because then I knew God wasn't moving us on either. Yeah, oh, exactly. Was, I and I totally agree. I was and I didn't care at that moment. I was so whiny that I was like, I don't care what God says. I don't <laughs> like this. And um, and so yeah. And we were in a small room, very very small room. So I actually had to go and find scripture in the bathroom yeah. because that's how small it was. I had to go in the bathroom. It's either and, the bathroom or the yeah, closet. It was yeah and that, yeah. And so. Uh, and so I found Philippians 4, 6, mm. and 7, and I was like, oh, man. And that scripture hit me so hard, which is, which says, don't worry about anything. Instead, yeah. pray about everything. Tell God what you need and think from all he's done. And then he will give you peace that goes beyond understanding. Uh, uh, that peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that memorized because I had to keep reading it and reading it and reading it and reading it and going to it and going to it and going to it. And um and because I am, I can be a warrior. Mm-hmm. I almost proclaimed that and I had to rebuke it. Mm. I'm not a warrior. I can be a warrior. Mm. And the reason and, and the reason that I have to say that is because every time I worry, I know I need to just pray instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just God, help me not to be stressed. Help me not to think, you know, and, and I know, and I said, and thank you that you've gotten me this far. You know, even right. today, I woke up with a huge migraine and I, but in my journal, I said, thank you for all of the resources I have available to me. Right. Like I have multiple, Bibles. I'm not trying to make myself sound like I'm a rich guy or anything, but you know, you 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 hear about countries that right. they're they're fighting over a page, right? And I can have multiple versions of the Bible yeah. given to me, and a book that can help me with my personal growth. And I was like, God, thank you so much mm-hmm. for these things, mm-hmm. because I need to remind myself to not be stressed over the little things when. You've blessed right. me with so many great things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a lack of help that's available to us. I love yeah. that you pointed out because this is one of the things where it can get so hard for couples in that uh, there's uh, scripture, Proverbs 13, 12, um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yes. Right? And and when you're in those moments where, where it feels like, wow, my hope is facing a big challenge right now, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have a decision to make yeah. and it's easy to succumb to the disappointment and the helplessness and the hopelessness that 
man, a situation can present to you if you let it. Mm -hmm. Um, But how you really have flipped the script on that, like, nope, we're not going to name it this. It's going to be this. But where that really comes from is in that you know, I just love this, uh, because you said it multiple times in in this little bit here, that you know where your limitations are. Yes. And so what happens uh, for couples is that often we can uh, depend on someone else for our wellness, Mm -hmm. right? I'm looking to my spouse to fix it for me, right? I think uh, for for women, it's the knight in shining armor. Like, mm-hmm. why haven't you fixed this for me? Yeah. Why don't you know this? And for or for the man, maybe it's it's the same thing. And like, you know, do you not see me? Do can you not tend to my wounds? And yeah. to be able to say, hey. I'm not made for this. God did not design me for that. I mm-hmm. love you. I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. But this we have to take to the man upstairs mm-hmm. yeah. because he's the only one who can provide for us in these moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is just gold in that the sooner that you can learn that, the sooner, like if you can walk into your marriage in that, knowing that, okay, here's my relationship with God and here's the purpose he gave me. And then here's the relationship as a yeah. result of that. I don't have things out of order that I'm looking to my relationship to give me my purpose mm-hmm. or to provide all of the needs that only a relationship with God can provide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as you're talking in that, yes, we did these things together, yes. but we also early on named our limitations mm-hmm. and went to the one who can. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not that it's not available to me. There's so many ways that mm-hmm. his help is available to me, but are we turning there in those moments? So rather than... Um, you know, as a couple, you're going to push in or push away, right? Right. right. And we, when we push in to each other, <laughs> that's great. We can bond that way. But when we push in and have an expectation that this person is going to fix it and resolve it for me, that's not the pushing in we're talking about. That's right. depending on human flesh right. and not depending on a God who made human flesh. We're depending on his creation rather than on the creator himself. Yeah. But then also the pushing out, like we can push away like from somebody for a lot of reasons. Um, I think of me in uh, my husband, Ruben's story, he was on last week and, you know, there were oftentimes I wanted to save him, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I have a little bit of a savior syndrome even for saving people from myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so I would push away and I, I uh, robbed us of opportunities sometimes to dig in and to form those roots mm-hmm. um, like you did in in the beginning and that I would close down. And so we can see then that pushing away how that might be felt or interpreted if you were yeah. pushed away from, well, you know, what's happening here? I need you in this moment too. You don't need to fix me, but you're my partner in this. Yes. And so let's face this together. Um, we weren't created to be on our own. We're created for relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just love that you... Uh, brought that, but then you even went into a second one and that's your thought narrative. Yes. Yeah. So talk about that. Cause I know we talk about like worries come and tempt you Yes. <laughs> and that's a battle that you continue to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's, it's to the point, I think why communication is so huge in, in marriages is, 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 and vulnerability is so huge is yeah. I, I think good leaders uh, are good because they surround themselves with other good leaders. Mm-hmm. And so I know, and again, I keep going back to the the head of the household because I think there is this misinterpretation also that as a head of the house, you don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. You got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, that also, what that does is that just creates, like you said, separation right. from the marriage. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think communication is, is huge on that, but mm-hmm. also grieving. I know that there are, there are times, well, I found this out. There's times where she has, talked to me and communicated with me 
and I've tried to fix it. And I was like, well, all I got to do is this. And all I got to do is this. And then finally, I, I <laughs> remember, what did you say to me? You said... Probably, I don't need you to fix it. Yeah. I just need you to listen. Just need you to listen. Right. And that's something, I mean, it's funny too, because that's like that's like the secret that not a lot of guys know. Mm. And and they'll tell each other when they find out, like, hey, d- did you know that sometimes women just want you to listen <laughs> and not help? And they're like, yeah, I just found that out too. <laughs> and so, yeah. so in those grieving, I will ask those questions. Hey, do, do you need my advice? Do you need me to listen or do you need to walk away? Not like fighting, but like to walk away, meaning you just need alone time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that communication basis has been super huge mm-hmm. for us. And I always compare, I mean, I, I'm not calling Shelby a car, but I look at our marriage like <laughs> you got to look at the maintenance of your car. You know, you got to, here's the thing. You you should be checking your oil all the time, checking yeah. the tires, checking this. <laughs> making you know, sure you have gas. Making yeah. sure you have, yeah. All yeah. these things will keep your, when you ignore the signals, your mm. car will die and, you're, and mm-hmm. you'll be shocked. You're like, wait, I didn't see that coming. Well, you kind of did because a check engine light came on, the right. low bed tire came on, yes. the, you know, knee gas came on, but you just kept ignoring it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so communication goes, okay, hey, I just want to check on, I'm just checking on this. Yes. I'm checking on this. I'm checking on this. And so so when there is grieving, you you check on each other. Mm-hmm. Right. How are you doing? Do you need anything from me? Right. You know, and I do that as a pastor, but I also need you as a husband. Mm-hmm. What can how can I help? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I love that. I love the communication that basically takes captive any thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. It wants to go a different direction right. that mm-hmm. contradicts God's word, but contradicts what we have in our relationship that we've already communicated. Yeah. So I love that like immediately you go to, let's do the checklist. Let's mm-hmm. do the inventory yes. of well, where are we at right now? Because when we don't, mm-hmm. a narrative will form around that 100%. that is going to uh, skew our perspective. And now we're talking out of fear and worry and hurt to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. we're reacting to each other instead of responding and tackling the things that we have to face together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How do you find like communication? Like I know for you, you're more of a, like I, we always call uh, Shelby like the get her done. Like she has the tasks. She's very practical. Um, and yet like as you're talking today, I hear a lot of like emotional things mm-hmm. that you've had to face together. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that's not your immediate go-to to like share those things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How have you found that, you know, like Dallas comes in and he's completely different. And I think you complement each other so well. Um, and I think for a lot of couples, we can go, you know, oh, he's more emotional or she's more emotional and not mm-hmm. really um, appreciate how that's bringing us um, to a more whole and full self yeah. Uh, yeah. in ourselves. So talk about that a little bit. Well, I, I, I think we both have recognized that we make each other better yes. together mm-hmm. um, than the people that we would be apart from each other. Yeah. Um, I think as far as communication goes, I, I, what I am grateful for and what I think also helps us, our communication from the start was very open and honest and um, very straightforward. Like So that kind of opened the door for us mm-hmm. that it, as well as the we're not going to get divorced, that's not an option type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it opened the door so that when we do go through these hard, challenging times, when we do go through these grieving moments, because with Logan, there's always grieving moments. That's yes. that's just part of having a child with 
a disability, you know, is there's always ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we go through those, we since we have opened the door early on and we have already set these parameters, I feel like it has given us um, more opportunity to always be open and honest and not and not feel like we have to hold back to, you know, um, cushion for the other person. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't feel like I have to hold back how I'm feeling yeah. mm-hmm. to spare his feelings. Right. Yes. Because even in that moment, our communication to each other is going to be with, done with love. But because we've opened the door from the, from the start, mm-hmm. all of our conversations are very just like, well, this is just how it is. This yeah. is just how I'm feeling. And And I think we've done a good job of... If I present to her stress and worry, I think, and and you can disagree with me, there's something that will come in you and go, okay, he needs my support right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be supportive mm-hmm. and vice versa. When you come to me about a worry or concern, I have this switch that comes in my head. She needs my support. I need to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And I need, and, and even if I don't have the answer, but it's, you could still be supportive and go, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and tone is everything, and and and, yeah, and space is everything, and in that and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. he's had to learn when he can joke around with me. Oh yes, and when <laughs> when it's not time yeah. to joke around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking, like you know, this all sounds great, and you you've gotten to this place, but I know it's hard earned, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So oh, I think yeah. people can yeah. hear us. And How long have you guys been married? 14, 14 years. 14 years. Okay, yeah. so you guys are in the sweet spot now. Yeah. I think the first 10 years, oh. we're learning and we have the bumps mm-hmm. and bruises and scrapes yeah. and scars yeah. that we could tell you about. Yeah, this- but it's all, but because we've had so much communication with each other, right. we were able to talk through those moments and go, okay, this is not working for me. Right. Like, yeah. We need to figure this out. We need okay. to come up with a, like an alternative solution yeah. Oh, yeah. to this. Like w- the newest thing that we got in an argument about is she she had to tell me, you don't finish your sentences sometimes. Yeah. You just <laughs> assume I know what you're thinking. Mm. Like you assume. Yeah. And so I, um, can I tell this whole story? Yeah. I, I mean, we found out on a Sunday how vocal I could be. So, <laughs> That's two days ago. So yeah. Um, <laughs> So we went to Chili's because our son loves Chili's pizza and, and chips, chips and guacamole. And <laughs> yeah. To the point, we can't even, like, if we go on Mason, uh-huh. buy the Chili's, <laughs> we might as well stop because he's going to go, no, <laughs> yeah. chips. And so we try to make it like a what, once a week thing, if yeah. anything, to go to Chili's. Yep. And so... And it's gotten to the point, they know who we are. They don't even ask. They used to go, are you, you, you guys are ready? You, yeah. Yeah. Like, you ready to go? You know, things like they that. They know. Some of them know what we order. They know. Yeah, exactly. And so um, we invite, Kennedy had her birthday. And so she, some of her girlfriends came with us. And so in my head, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to be paying for a lot of people. And that was my mindset. So I said, you know, I said to her, I was like, um, do you want to share? Or no, no, I didn't say that. I know. Maybe, oh, yeah. I did say. I think I said, "Do you want to share?" And she goes, "Yeah, if you want to, but don't have to, though." And and um and then I said, uh, "You know, for like two dollars more, we can get different meats on this because she likes to get the fajitas." And she goes, "Yeah, I don't like that." And I got offended. I was like, "Wait a minute." No, because I know. this is here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> yeah. So because I, this is how you said it. Okay. This yeah, is at com- least how I remember com- you said yes, it. Complete. You said. You said. Did you know that you could yes. get two different meats with your fajitas? Uh, yeah. And I said, yeah, actually, but I don't really like the other meats, so I always just get chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how she heard. And I probably did say it like that. I, yeah. I, 
but in my head, I wanted her to connect the dots between a statement I said there you go. There you go. into the other statement I said, mm-hmm. and she didn't, and I got offended. Mm-hmm. And so I got... So I let's, got, let's turn. Uh, look, look at Dallas looking <laughs> at me because he sees me getting, uh, yeah. getting oh, in my getting, position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, was the disconnect? Like, where is that desire for her to understand and know the connection for you? Oh, yeah. My biggest thing is I, I was like, you're being selfish right mm. now. You're only thinking of you. You're not thinking of us. Mm, and, her, and her thing was, yeah. I didn't even know we had to think about us. You made a statement like, do you want to? I thought he was asking me a question. Yeah. Like, did you know this? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and I knew exactly. that. Exactly. And so so to me, I put one statement, another statement, assuming she was mm. connecting the dots and chose to be selfish where she mm. goes, listen, I, we can get to, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I didn't throw a fit fit. I kind of threw a little fit where the waitress goes, are you getting anything? I go, no, I don't want anything. <laughs> and she goes, and she even tried to remedy. There's it. the push away. She tried to remedy with the like. We can. We'll do the. What what other meat do you want to get? Mm. We can get the other meat. You know. I go, no. No. I, I love that. this. This is like such a real <laughs> example yeah. of like there is a need there. Like there's something that you're hoping that she knows is some uncertainty or yes. some um, desire yes. that you have for your relationship that you haven't quite just said yes. because. I know Shelby and she's very practical. If you say it, she's not ever going to forget it. And yet there's this part of you that is still going, but I just want you to know. I want you to know for me. But it took that whole episode for you to know for yourself. Yeah. And to the point where I was upset and then she broke it down and I thought about it. And then I got upset the fact I'm like, why do I do that? Mm. Why do I assume everyone knows what I'm thinking? So I'm upset that I thought she's selfish. In all reality, I'm being selfish (laughs) because you should all know what I'm thinking. I should say a statement and you guys are going, oh yeah, he means that. You know, like like a CEO and, and the people following him and he says, you know, Blackgate. Yeah, Blackgate means this, guys. It means this. Like I'm, I had right. that mentality with her mm-hmm. where I say a statement, you should understand what I'm thinking mm. and not clear. And it was even today I had to go, I said something. She goes, what? I go, you're right. I didn't finish this. I did not finish the statement. Right. So of course you're kind of lost in the dark because right. you assume that. And so yeah. uh, I don't know why we brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have no I think, idea. <laughs> I think it's, this stuff is hard earned, right? Oh, you because you we made it sound like our marriage is yeah. perfect. <laughs> well, no. I mean, we have it, a great a, marriage. That's true. Good. But it did, it did take a lot of right. uh, open and honest conversation yeah. in the beginning. I love that we went there in that if this can happen, at a Chili's yes. <laughs> or yeah. we're ordering food because there's things in my story that, wow, I didn't realize that I have this expectation. I have this hope yes. that somebody will see these things for me because at some point that was not provided and I want my spouse to provide that for me. And is that a fair expectation? And so mm-hmm. that's actually the next area we're going to is what are the expectations you have for your spouse in these moments? If that was my expectation in this small little interaction, now what happens when there's a big challenge or a struggle yes. or something we have to face that we have to make decisions about. There's doctors looking at us or lawyers looking mm-hmm. at us or or whoever's looking at you. And I'm not sure we're on the same page because I haven't been fully communicating mm-hmm. all of those things because I thought that I didn't need to, mm-hmm. or I didn't realize they were still impacting me. And now when it's really the pressure point, it's, wow, uh, what do I do with this? Because now it feels like so much more work. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I wanted to point out in that you're in 14 years and you have moments like this 
Sunday, mm-hmm. but where you're still discovering these things. So it is hard earned. It is intentional, I guess, is what I'm really yes. trying to mm-hmm. point out for people that you had to intentionally uh, look at this issue that you had, these continued disappointments and heartbreaks and having to, to, um, stir up hope again in yourself Mm -hmm. through God, but with each other, not for each other. uh, Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, there's still a partnership there as Mm -hmm. well in that this is, this is a practice. This is a muscle that you guys have developed Mm -hmm. to get here that you still work on in these little, little interactions Mm -hmm. that you still face. But, and it was all a choice. Yes. It all comes down to the choice that we made that we were going to come together Mm-hmm. Even if we didn't want to, we were going to come together because right. that's what we chose to do. That mm-hmm. that was our choice. I, I think that. we also, um, we've identified like, our strengths and our weaknesses mm-hmm. and, and said, okay, um, now we work out and I, I don't want people to be like, oh, well, good for you. I just want to explain our story real yeah. quick. So our we had one premarital meeting mm-hmm. and... It, so what we'll have with before, our pastor with at our the pastor time. In, yeah. in Las Vegas, Pastor Tom Van Kempen, a, still a great pastor. I think he's in where is he now? Mississippi. Anyways, something so, like that. Uh, I don't remember. So he had us take this test, and we were going to go over the results together, and then we were kind of supposed to work over that for next couple weeks, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we take this test, and he comes in, and we go to his office, and he comes in smiling, <laughs> like he's like like he just heard the best joke in the world. He's looking at us, and he goes, "So I have your results," <laughs> and he shows us the chart, yeah. and he goes, "You guys." compliment each other so well. Mm. Like he's shown us the graph and I'm using my hands as an mm-hmm. example and how it like, it's almost equal how we compliment each other. How it lines other. up, yeah. Goes, mm-hmm. But here's the funny thing. He goes, see this area, Dallas? This is what typically women get. This is what you got. And see this, Shelby? This is typically what men get. That's what you got. And then he goes, ha, 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 ha. He had a laugh like that. Ha, ha. Like he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And after that, we talked for a little bit and he goes, I don't need another pre. You guys are ready to be married. Like you guys. But he also had known us known for us, years. He like just- he. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I, here's what's funny too. He brought up, we, we, I did just remember this. You probably don't remember. Probably. We got in a fight in, in, in the coffee room, which the coffee room was actually behind this auditorium in the church. And he was by his office. And we got in an argument mm-hmm. in that area, not thinking he was there. Not only was he there, he brought it up in a message. Oh. Talking about how we resolved it. And so, nice. so because of that, we know that like she's the planner and I'm the executor. Mm. So when things get tough, she goes, okay, I know I'm good at creating a plan and I know that I, and that he's good at executing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we try to switch the two, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm. And so, but I know that for people listening, they're like, well, we're like, we didn't get the compliment each other. We're both this or this. Right. I guess the question you have to ask yourself is what are you willing to do mm-hmm. to compliment each other? Mm-hmm. And that's where discussion comes in. And if you're both executors, well, who's going to commit to be the planner? Right. You know, yeah. or, and, and vice versa, you know, so that way you can say, okay, yeah. we, again, it's a partnership. Yeah. Right. That brings us to the expectations, right? So for you, the traditional roles that we would expect in male, female relationship, 
didn't actually apply. You guys yeah. have different strengths. And mm-hmm. I, I, I know like even for Ruben and I, we talked about in the past couple of weeks how he's a peacekeeper and I'm a peacemaker. And mm-hmm. yet um, I can get frustrated with his keep uh, peacekeeping mm-hmm. uh, methods, but that was the thing that drew me to him. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I knew that mm-hmm. those two things complement each other even before I named those things. It's not like we got together and we're like, we're going to get married and I've noticed that I'm a peacemaker uh, and you're a peacekeeper. <laughs> and so <laughs> this is how we're going to play that out. That's yeah. not what we're saying. What we're saying is that there are things that you um, noticed about that person that drew you to them and mm-hmm. made you think, this is my perfect complement. This is my Ezer, as Genesis talks about. This is the one. It's not good for man to be alone this person is going to compliment me in a way Mm -hmm. that it drew me to them to begin with Mm -hmm. for whatever reason I thought this is my person and we are going to do well in life together Mm -hmm. and when those hard times come it would behoove you it would benefit you to have sat down when you have these conflicts these many conflicts Mm -hmm. that really are this preparation ground for you to start growing those muscles to start establishing those roots so that we have a clear indicator now okay I know you're a peacemaker peacemaker Keeper. I'm not going to get frustrated with you when you're trying to keep the peace because we need that as well because mm-hmm. we can't always be trying to wrestle things to the ground. Mm-hmm. But um, also, like, let me let you operate in that when it helps us in our situation. Mm-hmm. And I, my expectations aren't different for for you. I'm not suddenly expecting you to be the peacemaker and getting frustrated when you don't do that when that's my strength and this is my time to step up. Um, so it's a you know, as you guys were talking, I just kept thinking, man, like the ebb and flow between yes. you two is like so uh, succinct. Mm. Um, and mm. and yet it's that way because you have exercised it over and over intentionally. Mm-hmm. I love how you said we chose that and yeah. we choose that. I think mm-hmm. you guys have to choose that every week. Right? Yeah. There's something oh, yeah. new. Your kids are growing, new challenges. Yeah. Like even if your kids don't have special needs or, or, or considerations that they need, um, they do because yeah. they're still individuals yeah. and yes. we have to be able to be flexible in that. Mm-hmm. But it comes from really laying the groundwork um, that you guys do even at Chili's. Yeah. So I would say, you know, what, um, how can someone prepare for the worst? So we've talked about a couple of things that you guys have practiced, but if you, if someone asked you, gosh, you guys do this so well, how can we prepare for the worst days um, in the midst of our better days? I want to, I want to, that's really good. Yeah. I want to compliment off you. That's why I want you to go first. (laughs) Uh, But I just feel like I've been saying the same thing over and over again. Mm. I really, um, I think the best way, or at least for us, was the best way was to just have an open communication um, and and always be honest with each other about how you're feeling and allowing the other person to be honest with you without without taking offense to it. Um, I also think that like a lot of a lot of people, we we go into marriage and you know they talk about the honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. you have to realize even like right then and there I feel like all of these little um all of these um um like struggles you'll have in marriage like they'll all they'll all prepare you but it starts I think with after the honeymoon phase like you think you're gonna have the warm and fuzzies forever and ever and the minute they go away you're like oh great our marriage is over Mm -hmm. like that's why it was so important from the start for us to have super honest conversation and to make that standard of like divorce is not an option because 
we had to realize like when that fun honeymoon stage was over, like that was our first test. That was our first trial. Yeah. Are we going to communicate? Are we going to come together? Are we going to pray about things that we're not quite uh, agreeing on? Or are we going to push away from each other mm-hmm. right now? Right. Like, so it's always a choice. Love is a choice. It's not an emotion. It's a choice. I choose every day yes. to love you, whether I like you or not. Mm-hmm. I like you right now. Yes. But but it's a choice every day. Right. So. Yeah, it, it's work. It's work too. And it, exactly cuz I think it I think honeymoon phase was uh, it, it probably was invented because the mindset is, well, we're just all it's everything's working out and we just mm-hmm. we just love everything about each other. And and it is it's a commitment. It's it's cuz here's the thing too is you know, I know some people are like, but I, when conflict's happening, I do need time alone. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But communicate that with your spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Communicate like, hey, I just need to step away real quick. Mm-hmm. And then they can respect and honor that and go, okay. And then when they come back, then you can communicate. I think when you don't communicate certain things and make assumption of certain things, yes. it can really put you in a really bad area because then it's like, oh, well, well then... They don't need me at all, or they, or and and then you think you start thinking of doing it on your own, and mm-hmm. you weren't supposed to. You're supposed to do it together, right? And so that's well, why- I think because you're single for so long, right? Yes. That you're so used to doing things on your own, so that when you do after that honeymoon phase, and you do you do forget that, like, oh, I do have a partner that I need to I need to let some of these things shift mm-hmm. and let them help me with yes. this. Like, I don't need to do this on my own, and I should. And do this on my own. Correct. Like we need to come together now. Right. Yeah, and it, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you have to go. Okay, it's not just about me. It's about we and how can we get through this? Because and again, I go back to the individual thing. You, communicating that maybe is a source of how we get through it. We just need a moment alone, and then we can come together. Just like I said with mm-hmm. the the miscarriage, we both need to individually cry mm-hmm. and not look at each other, not touch, and not even try to help each other. Just cry yeah. and get it out, mm-hmm. and just and just you know blubbering and just embarrassing cry, mm-hmm. and then we can come together. Yeah. But sometimes you just need those moments, but that has to be communicated or it has to be illustrated. Like you have to know that it is okay that you don't have to hash out an argument or a disagreement right in that moment when it's heated. Maybe it's okay that one of you does step away. Like I have told him in the past, like you need to walk away. Yeah. Because it was, because then it gets too heated and Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't rationally talk at that point. This is, this even came up in our last episode in that when you make a commitment to this this covenant relationship, which means divorce is not an option. Yes. Uh, it gives you a much bigger space, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To actually work these things out. So it doesn't yes. feel like, well, we have to figure this out right now. And yeah. the urgency and the pressure of that in that this is a lifetime that we're going to spend together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I need to take... 20 minutes, if I need an hour to go for a walk or take a drive so I can get myself together so I can come back so that we can continue to build this thing, Mm -hmm. that there's plenty of time for that. And it's it's the luxury of marriage in that we're going to do this. The outcome is, if if God is in this, then we know the outcome because God is certain and he's consistent. And so we can give ourselves grace and mm-hmm. kindness and patience yeah. to actually work them out. But as Shelby said so eloquently, <laughs> we choose it. 
We yes. choose it continuously. Okay, at the end of my walk, I'm choosing to go back in because we're building this thing because yes. I'm invested in this thing. We're mm-hmm. in this together and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I had to remind myself in disagreements, especially when you say, hey, we need time apart, that we're humans and not dogs. Mm-hmm. I, you think about when you have to correct a dog, the whole mindset is if he, made him an, if he did an accident, you go grab him and you got to correct him. Otherwise, he'll forget. Mm. We're not dogs. Yeah. And we have to think about that when our marriage, we have to think that when just disciplining our kids, take time to not allow emotions to dictate the discussion mm-hmm. and, and the, the argument. Take time to go, okay, I need to... Breathe and relax and probably pray and and then come back and go, okay, now I'm ready to talk about this without mm-hmm. allowing emotion to lead it. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, so I have to remind myself, you don't have to run into it quickly. You're, you're yeah. a human being. You'll remember. You won't forget. You just need to let the anger and frustrations and insecurities just kind of die down and go away so that you can have a... Mm-hmm. A, an adult conversation, yeah, a yeah. logical ex, you know, conversation. So I also think it's uh, important to know that, like, it's okay to disagree here and there. Right. Um, we don't always have to agree on everything. Right. Yeah. You're um, still individuals. We're still individuals, yes. exactly. Yeah. Um, it's like people when we first got together, people were so shocked. Like I never saw that happening. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw that coming. Like you guys are so opposite of each other. Yeah. And in a lot of things, we do. We are a little bit opposite. But I think that's one of the things that strengthens us yes. is is the fact that we um, we have those opposite things. Like we have some things, and not yeah. everything that he's interested in, I'm interested in. Right. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't be together. Yeah. Like it's actually good to have individuality. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, that's a word. Yeah. Um, and it's important. Yeah. I love how you, know? you uh, each value the differences that you have. Yes. And because you see those not as uh, drawbacks or obstacles, but really the fundamentals of of why you knew and believed yep. that this relationship was going to uh, last the test of time yes. and mm-hmm. the test of of anything that's come your way. And so um, just know that uh, you're a great example to all of us who get to see and, and watch you in that. Um, it, it's an encouragement. And uh, that's why I wanted to share you with awesome. our audience today. So, well, thank, well you. thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate you coming and, and sharing real stories. Yes. <laughs> that's what we For want. Real. And yeah. we have <laughs> a fresh one today. Real, real stories. <laughs> and we do that to encourage you all that um, the vows that you made are vows that you can really stick to and see your marriage flourish in if you go through and remind yourself, just like our friends, the Coxes here, to take an inventory of that, set yeah. down your list, compare. Hair, um, look at what you have, and then really appreciate. Um, turn turn your your scope around to really focus on uh, what you're going to overcome versus on the problem you have. Uh, look at what the outcomes will be because you've established a foundation uh, that can really do that because you've invited God into that and you've been doing the work and that's going to show fruit. So thanks so much for listening today. We appreciate you listening to the whole podcast. Uh, Please share, uh, uh, like, and um, tell somebody about the whole podcast who might need to hear a bit of encouragement today. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for our relationship series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. 
You can follow us on Instagram at J2 underscore wholeness. The Whole Podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online resources, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.